Hello, it's Elijah, third episode of the Invoke podcast, the podcast where we have thought-invoking in conversations. And I'm here with a special guest, or a special guest wants to yes, introduce himself. All right. Yeah, it's RK. You know, I don't want to say my name too tough because I'm going to be saying some controversial things in this podcast. Um, I'm a degree apprentice at um, a big four professional service firm. I currently work in immigration. But yeah, that's me. Cool, cool, cool. So... The first thing I wanted to talk about was that me and you went to an event by a social mobility um, charity and um, went with a whole lot of other guys that are around that age, guys that we're friends with. Yep. And um, we're having really interesting conversations about emotions, race, masculinity, and a whole bunch of things around Definitely. direction, goals. It was mm-hmm. interesting. It and was. one of the things I wanted to talk about was that um, one guy was talking about um, really making sure that you're in charge and in control of your emotions. In context, he, he was um, a 32-year-old man. Like, he was our senior in the charity. So yeah. he was giving a, us advice alongside another 32-year-old yeah. who's married for 10 years. So, yeah. I thought it was interesting. It was interesting. And he touched on you have to keep control of your emotions before you get into any sort of, any sort of relationships because, obviously... Girls are fragile. They want. They really look up to you as a very much so a provider, mm-hmm. not just in money, but in other senses. And yeah. I thought that was really interesting. So, Ruben, what did you what did you think about what um, he said? Um, he even briefly mentioned, um, you know, the way the world treats women. You know, you kind of have to be in their corner when they come home as well. And I, I found that that that's the first time I heard it in the context of women. You know, I usually hear it: uh, a black woman should have black men's back when they come home because the world beats up black men but I didn't really think of it in the context of women that you know women go through a lot so it, it, it only makes sense for them to require somebody to support them but yeah I do think it's important to learn your emotions as a human in general like I think emotions are inexplicable we don't understand how the brain works completely we don't really understand emotions we don't understand all of that but we one thing we can do is control our actions so I think learning to manage your actions and your reactions to your emotions is very important especially when it comes to relationships but learning how to do it outside of relationships doesn't necessarily mean you'll do well within your relationship so if you come across a situation for example one example that I was talking about is dealing with exam stress learning to, learn to deal with your stress in you getting an upcoming exam do you think that in any way applies to romantic relationships I don't think so because okay from my experience with exams especially when it came to A level time um, the stress that I felt for those exams was more like oh I'm sweating I might not do well this and that but stress when it comes to relationships is really just it feels much more like heartache even even the physical sensation of it is different and I, I don't think your brain will even associate those two types of stress to each other maybe for some people it might be like depending on how you perceive relationships some people may see it as a test of their 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 ability to communicate with people but i see it very much as interaction with another human that means a lot to me so i i don't think it's even relative to each other i just think it's a lack for words as in we use stress for, for both of them but they don't mean the same thing i think um i think to a point it does i think if you learn to deal with stress in outside of a relationship i think if you learn those stra- learn those strategies and if you, even if you apply some of those mental strategies to a relationship i think it does help being able to for example 
if you learn to um, count to ten, that's one of the people strategies people use to do is just count up to what to ten. And if you do that in a relationship, in terms of when you're dealing with a stressful mm-hmm. period, it can be good. It can be good. And the way I kind of see it is like um, it's like eating a chicken and eating a steak. Mm. It's much more. Um, it's much more. It's much more in- intensive if you have to eat a steak than a chicken. But if you learn to eat a chicken, you'll probably learn how to eat a steak. But so the the I would say the difference between the the let's say the exam and the um, the relationship is from from the advice at least from the the older person who was actually married for ten years. He did say that you know if you're constantly think still constantly thinking about yourself because I think at a young age you're constantly thinking about you, your development. That's why you really can't raise children at a young age oft, often. Mm-hmm. So. If you're constantly thinking about your emotions and dealing with your emotions that, and and your your looks and this and that, you're not ready for a relationship because it requires you to be able to sacrifice and look at their emotions because learning your own emotions doesn't necessarily mean you've developed the skill of empathy. It doesn't even mean you've you've developed the skill to sacrifice or or the willingness to do other things. It'll definitely help. I'm not gonna say it doesn't help, but it's not a fundamental skill on developing relationships. And what what I have seen is a lot of people that struggle to maintain friendships are people who struggle to maintain relationships because there are a lot of the the skills that you need to transfer. But then there's also the intimacy aspect. You'll never have the same intimacy with your friend that you have with your partner. Physical as well, um, mental, sexual. There's so many aspects that you can only learn from experience with that partner. How important do you think sexual intimacy is to a relationship? I think it's really important. Like, yeah. I feel like the uh, the relationships that last the longest, oftentimes, there's there's still the attraction there, and a lot of relationships the attraction falls out and then they end up divorcing or breaking up because distraction. I mean, uh, attraction is almost a distraction. Like it keeps you at bay. Like you're like, oh, they're a bit of a prick right now, but I'm attracted to them. Best. But then when it, so it's like it's a reminder of mm, there's a reason why I'm here as well. Yeah. Like their personality, personality is definitely I would I would say they're the top two things like attraction and 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 the emotional part of relationships because mm-hmm. the attraction wanes but if the emotional part grows to make up for it, you're steady. Yeah, I remember um, seeing this video actually on the way to we're in a studio right now so on the way to the studio. Um, I remember seeing this 100 million pound CEO and um, he was talking about his relationship and I thought it was a really interesting perspective because mm-hmm. he said he would have never got to a level that he could have been without his wife and his wife is very much so a go-getter as well even maybe even more than him but um, they were talking about how they um, done their marriage and what happened was that they didn't actually fall in love until after they got married they just thought that okay we share the same vision, the same goals, the same values. Mm. We can learn to love each other. Yeah. And that's what happened in their, in their case. I think they got married around 2018, yeah. 2018, 2019. And they thought that they actually, when they took a step away, because they were in a very intensive period of their business. And they, when in 2020, they took a, took a step away and decided, okay, we're having this success with the business, but we're going to make sure that we have our marriage on track. Um they actually fell in love with each other. So I thought that was a really interest, interesting perspective. Mm. Even when you talk about um, arranged marriages, um, if there's kind of like um, 
aligned values and aligned um, aligned visions. I think it could be very. In- I think it's 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 very possible you could just learn to love each other. Yeah, I I definitely think. But I think it's interesting. Yeah, I think humans all. I don't want to say all, but a lot of humans have the capacity to learn to love anybody, pretty much. If you're putting a force in a situation where you have to constantly um, interact with somebody, I think a lot of the time. I don't want to say majority of the time because I'm not a love guru. I'm not a psychologist. Mm. I'm not qualified to say. A statistic but i can definitely say a lot of the time you will learn to love each other like i know a lot of people even in secondary school you're forced to sit next to them so frequently that eventually you're attracted to them like and, and it's not even it's not for good reason it's just because you're around them you're used to them and your interactions have become so like i don't want to say repetitive that you and brains are like they're so used to recognizing patterns and getting used to it that mm. you become attracted to this person and you're like this is something I see myself still doing, like keep doing. Mm-hmm. So definitely like if you're, that's why a lot of friends end up getting married. Like they say, oh, if you're not married by now, I'm going to marry you. Or or they just get married because they're friends mm-hmm. and they get used to love loving each other and giving each other that type of intimacy. But I do think you should have that level of friendship before you start your relationships so you can learn to love each other a lot more. I'm I'm a guru as well, but I think um, the idea of like finding someone that you have align, aligning values with, aligning visions, and then both of you kind of having a growth mindset. Mm-hmm. I think it's possible that that could be a successful marriage, even if you don't have that initial intimacy. I I don't know. Um, maybe, but it depends what you see as a successful marriage as like. You could, I could marry someone right now that we have like we we both want to be big corporate people and we both want to be successful and we both die that way, and then you could say successful, but that might not be other people's definition of successful. Like, I would say I want to stay attracted to my partner for a long time. I want to have emotional intimacy and good communication with my partner. Mm-hmm. We could even have the same vision for kids. Like, I I know a lot of people I've met, and I'm like. We, we talk about kids and we're like we're pretty much on the same wave doesn't necessarily mean I need to head with them you feel me that's right, that's right. and you know this is this is a question I posed on, on the day I said um, what is the return of investment on women <laughs> at a young age yeah at a young age and that's when the guy kind of went in a whole lecture about it. I thought it was inter- his perspective was interesting yeah, I remember what I said um, <laughs> what do you call it what did I say I said um, women aren't objects you know <laughs> They're not stocks. You know? <laughs> they don't. They don't go to the moon like Bitcoin. <laughs> they, you know, treat them as people. I, I do genuinely feel like when you look at people, you can't really tell um, return on investment. It's literally situational. Cause people are quite different. Like there are fundamental cultural things, etc., that people will all share. But people are very different. Like it depends on what person you're investing time into to see what return on investment you'll get. And a lot of the time, like the correct person will have so much return on investment like you could give them little to no time little time and you've planted a small seed that will bloom into a huge tree mm-hmm. yeah I think because um, I, I, the context I thought in that question is like the time P- people thought um, <laughs> yeah people thought money but um, I, was thinking, I was thinking about like the time invested into like, getting to know different women mm. getting to really go on dates get attracted to them mm. really share that connection 
And obviously, me personally, right now, I don't think so. I think there's a couple of reasons why I don't want to do it at the moment. And there's a couple um, ways that I think I need to improve myself in a lot of areas of life. For example, I think you talked about the selfish point. I'm a very selfish person. I'm a very selfish person. Mm-hmm. Um, and at this point in my life, I'm, I'm all right with it. I'm all right with it. I think it's something I've noticed about myself. And I think other people have noticed that about me as well. Mm. But I think um, in terms of to get to where I want, where I want to get, I think I need to be kind of very much so focused on me, which kind of have negative consequences into it, but I think I'm willing to face it. But just even in terms of the actual kind of life situation, um, in terms of getting experience with women and really just building a knowledge base around it, around women, in terms of getting your own personal experience, what do you think? I have a very, um, I have a very, I don't say crazy, but a very unique opinion on it. But I want to hear about yours first. So, so can you specify the question real quick? Yeah, what's the return on investment in terms of the time given to women? Yeah. So for me, I think it's worth I, it for a young. I, I would say for you, the easiest way to, for me to translate, and this is the easiest way to translate it to people in general, is time is money, and I look at let's say. I'm a very much like, you know when people say, oh, my love language is gift-giving or yeah. quality time. My love language is definitely gift-giving because the amount of hours that you put into getting the money, now you put that money towards me. So to me, it's like, whatever you're willing to put into this person, you have to, you have to make sure that you're getting what you need. Mm-hmm. Relationships are pretty much whatever you need you need to pick the person that you get your needs from. You could be attracted to the person, you could love them and not get your needs. And then that's zero return on investment because then you'll be operating at your lowest possible because you love the person, you're giving so much to the person, you're not getting anything back. Whereby there's people where you're giving them, as I said previously, little time and they're giving you all the affection because humans need affection. Like you need you need to feel loved in some sort of way. People some people get it from their friends, some people get it from their families most of the time. But when you have somebody that as much as humanly possible unconditionally loves you, because I don't believe in general unconditional love from humans. It's entirely conditional. Your mom loves you because you're her son mm-hmm. and you're doing what she wants you to. So it's yeah. But my point is, you need somebody that can give you what you need. And what you do need is affection and a bunch of other things. Like, I know for you, for example, I would say, like, you need a girl that will send you internships. <laughs> you know, they'll send you so many opportunities. But, yeah, it's entirely... If you're talking about in the date, dating stage, in the dating stage and the, the talking stage, there's so little return on investment. That's why, especially in the black community, that's why it seems like there's such little return on investment. Because mm-hmm. we spend so much time in the dating and talking stage where there's little reward, risk to reward ratio, you're more likely to get your heart broken than you are to actually see a successful relationship blossom. So it entirely depends on the person. Like you have to see relationships as a long-term investment rather than a short-term investment because anything can fail at any time. Your job can fail, your stocks can fail, your relationship can fail. Just make sure that you saw it as a long-term investment. You put your all into it in that capacity as in you put your all into your your relationship that you should be putting the same way you're putting all into your job and make sure that regardless of what happens you're prepared that's where learning your emotions matters 
Okay, so in terms of, do you think, I know you're not a guru, but mm. in terms of, do you think young men should um, focus, should give time into um, relationships with women? I think that at a certain age, well, actually in life in general, it's just a fundamental fact that humans can't be productive 24-7. Like, you're going to end up doing something in your spare time. You're going to end up anime. You're going to end up watching something. You're going to end up doing something that you find fun. And a lot of the time, you end up talking to somebody you enjoy talking to. So I don't think it's a bad thing that young men are spending time talking to women, as long as you do in moderation and with, with knowing the conscious statistics. I think knowing statistics is very important. And I think you would definitely agree, like, knowing that maybe you might not work out, but you shouldn't, knowing that it's a possibility you might not work out will definitely ease your mind if, just in case it happens. So, yeah, man, I, I don't think it's a waste of time, but I do think you need to be conscious and do it in moderation. Okay. So what I think is that um, I agree with you for the majority of people. Mm-hmm. I think if you're very... um. If you're very, if you're a very ambitious person, and you want a one percent marriage, let's say I want, yeah, let's say a one percent marriage. I think um, I th- I have this belief that in order to get to the one percent, you have to really discard what most people think. So that means that, like, I think that the let's say an average person gives you advice for marriage, but you want to be in the one percent. That average person is only going to get you to above average. Let's say someone's in the 50th percentile in, in terms of marriage. They're mm-hmm. only going to get you into like the 30th percentile if they tell you what they've done well and what they could improve on. But this is the thing with marriage. like The 50th percentile is divorce. Yeah. See what I mean? And then you could get like advice from the 30th percentile and a lot of them are unhappy. I would say a strong... I, I, I genuinely don't know many marriages because we're from a certain culture that would that has a lot of unhappy marriages. Like, they're only together because of tradition or because they, they, they it's shunned to be divorced, etc., etc. So I would say, like, it's literally, I would say 15% out mm-hmm. are happy. So, um, I was, yeah, I was, um, I agree with that, I agree with that. And um, on my point, even the 15% out, I don't think... They're the best. There, there's, there's bliss. I think it's very possible for you to live in bliss in your marriage. I just think it's very rare. Yeah, and then successful on top of that. I haven't seen too many. See what I mean? Successful. I really haven't seen too many. Literally, both both of the people are successful. Let me give you like, this would be a 1% in in my head. Both of the people are successful in whatever they're doing. Even if she wants to be a housewife, maybe the man is making up for that in in terms of career. Good, like they've got successful children or the children are on path to be successful. They have a house, which is already really like globally that's a really top 10 percent. let's not talk about globally let's okay about in this country right, let's cool. talk about developed countries okay i think if you talk developed about globally, is a wild word but i, th- I think if you do- <laughs> western countries <laughs> i think if you talk about globally um that set that makes a lot of the marriages in western culture look very good mm, i don't agree because i think in terms of western culture i think um there's much more of an emphasis on kind of personal happiness. Yeah, and there's a lot of places that you could get information and learn things. Yeah, no, fair enough. But okay, in the in the Western culture, if we're, if you're gonna talk about, even in the Western culture, there's not many people that are actually house owners, landlords, house owners, or own property or assets. Yeah, I agree. So let's say fa- the family has 
assets, they are all individually content. Happiness is a temporary emotion. Content is like, even when you're feeling mid, your mid is like 60%. Mm. Like, yeah, so I would say that that's really rare. That, I would say that's 1%. Relationship. Relationships are very difficult. I think, I think there's two dynamics in relationships and um, the two dynamics is one, uh, Beyonce and Jay-Z. In terms of marriages, I'm talking about successful marriages where one person may be ultra successful. I think there's a Beyonce and Jay-Z where there's both of them are very driven, very success driven and very much so going for their goals and stuff like that. Especially in terms of career. And then there's a dynamic where there's a cheerleader, cheerleader, which is usually the woman. I'm not saying it's always the woman. It has to be the woman, but it's usually the woman that's going on and and um, cheering the other person, which is usually a man. And I think those are the two dynamics. And I think both dynamics can work. Me right now, I'm personally um, gear, um, gearing yourself towards being the leader. The, no, the, I'll say the successful, yeah. both being successful. Yeah. I just want my women to have a, a very much a feminine side to her and bring that when she gets home mm-hmm. but I, I can't lie man having both of you like in the field because i think um I, I see things as a game and uh, you both in the field just like trying to win this game trying to do the best you can getting the best high score that's how i see it and i but, think that's dope no that's that that kind of it does two things like the the phrasing of it like if it's a game a lot of games you need a supporting character Zimmy, like there's yeah. medics in certain games while somebody else is shooting and they're healing you from the back while doing small, small attacks, etc. etc. Or, or, and also the phrasing where you said, Oh, I need my woman to be feminine, like, and and femininity can like is a spectrum, yeah. Femininity and masculinity is a spectrum, so to define femininity, you need to define masculinity. So, what Watch is that it. to you? Okay, um, I think. This is a really interesting topic. I think it's a really interesting topic. And it's a topic that's hot. It's yeah, hot. it's hot, bro. It's hot, it's hot. It's hot. So There's a lot of people that I hate for their opinions. It's RK instead of my... <laughs> it's going to be controversial, you see. But um, I think masculinity is... Yeah. Uh, um, ah, um, I would say masculinity is just paving your own own way and being purpose driven probably feels like that's a dead definition but that's the definition that's going I, I, into I do my mind feel right like now. it is a dead definition like because it doesn't as we previously stated masculinity femininity on opposite sides of the spectrum actually so to say that's masculinity actually, the opposite yeah. is, i would say yeah. i would say mas- masculinity is you know what let's i'm i'm gonna say it just from an evolutionary perspective because i think that's the best definition um, I think I think it's just about having certain traits, like being tall, being strong. Hmm. I think it's just about being a protector and a provider role. And those, I, I, th- I think those traits. A, I think I think being a protector and provider is the main thing. Yeah. Those things kind of the, in, those traits feed into it. Those traits make sense on why we are protecting. Most most of the uh, most of the time that we've spent as humans have been those traits: being tall and being yeah. strong. Those are the main things. Now, um, being 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 strong is less important. It's so much less important. It's significantly, bro. <laughs> it's just for I, sure. I, I talked I talked about it in like sixth form. I was like, 
bro, back in the day, mum life, you couldn't chat to me like this. Like, like even a person joking to me, and if you're shorter than me, bro, I'll fuck you up. Like, okay, this is one thing. One thing I, I ever agreed with with Cobra Tate. You could be a genius, and I'm stronger than you, and I fuck you up. Your opinion really does not matter. Like... It, 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 you, you, your whole opinion, in the world we live in. I don't. In the that. that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. That's the difference in the world we live in. That's why I think he's so anachronistic. Like he's so back in the olden days. Like bro, now it matters so much if you're a genius, bro. Like people don't even have to. Do you think Einstein was touching Jim, bro? No <laughs> chance. Like opinion, opinions matter so much. That's why I feel like masculinity now to be a protector and provider, you do have to have wisdom, knowledge, and those are so important. That's why. Me, even though I'm a tall and bigger guy, it doesn't matter that much in this world. Like, I need to focus on being able to protect and provide rather than focusing on things that can't protect and provide no more. It's usually like competency, 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 bro. Competency, charisma, earn money, charisma, bro. Charisma is more important as well, especially since a lot of women can provide for themselves as well. Yeah, man. Like, Women say like they don't um, need a man, which I kind of get. I, it, it's it's in this comment. Yeah, if you're ta- yeah, if you're talking world, about no. survival, yeah, if you're about survival, yeah. yeah, that's that's true. Because like, like that, that, I feel like even re- reproduction now has gone down, bro. Like, and it's mostly because we don't need to fight, strive to survive anymore. And it's like a, a biological thing of when you're put in dangerous situations, your strive to reproduce is much more. And from what we see, like, look in Japan, they're having a what they call a silver tsunami because there's now becoming more old people than there are young people, and the young people are not having kids because they're so focused on their career. Like, they have no strive to reproduce. I feel like it's become a... Is that including the men? Literally the men. And I think it's mostly the men. Because the thing, the way I see it is that, like, women may not need men for earning money, which is probably one of their primary... The yeah. primary reasons why they're interested in men re- reproductively, at least in the past, pro- yeah. like to provide. But in terms of men, like men may want women. The sex. main reason, yeah, sex. Yeah, and but that's not that's that's different. the problem. Even in the, this is um symbolic of the situation in Japan. They have a from what I've heard at least they have a shortage of male porn stars, bro. Literally because male males in that country, is they're not feeling it, bro. And I feel like. One of the biggest signifiers. That's a massive issue. Exactly. That one of the biggest signifiers of your of your um, testosterone or your masculinity in general is how how high your libido is, like how sexual you are, because it's a big factor in, in men. Like, it's a big problem as well, but it's a big factor in men how sexual we are. So, for it to fall, it shows a, a sign of the times, bro. And I've said this multiple times: good times create weak men, weak men create bad times, bro. I think that's so interesting. I think that's so interesting because I think when there's a issue, when there's a large issue in terms of w- w- within the genders, I always see um, men. I always put on the men because I think um, men are naturally supposed to be the quote unquote leaders, leaders, um, protectors, and providers. Which I think is which I think is cool. I think you can be in a. I think you can be in a relationship in terms of. The woman being a leader, but she has to be a very masculine woman. Mm, I don't know. I think so. Nah, man. I feel like some people are better suited for certain things. Like uh, I'm not saying leading is a, is a, is a very strong phrase, but in certain things that you might find as leading, like 
if she takes control of the finances and she literally works a finance job, it makes sense. Yeah, but some people will see it as she leads the relationship. I genuinely I'm 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 for a relationship that's compatible. Like if some she should make up for the traits that you are not good at. And if not, you can each learn a trait that each of you are not good at. I'm not good at I, I'm decent at cooking, but I'd prefer not to cook, which will make my cooking significantly worse because I'm just doing it because it's survival. Whereby if I had a partner that's good at cooking and likes cooking, it would make sense. We're compatible. She leads at cooking. I agree. So, I agree. So I feel like leading, saying there's a, a leader of the house is a is a strong phrase. However, there there can be dominant and submissive roles, which makes sense. So when you come at it in parts when you're at it, you may be in a scenario which both of you haven't faced before. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't say either of you are particularly... Um, well-versed in. Yeah, well-versed in. Yeah. Who's making... There has to be someone and you're both having opposing opinions. But that, that's that's the thing, like... If... Okay, let's say we've come across... Um, I don't know. Let's, I don't know what it would be, but let's say we've come across a problem and both of us have not faced this problem before. We don't really know anybody that faced this problem before. I would feel like whoever... We'll talk about it. There needs to be communication. That's a simple fact of relationship. There needs to be communication. Whoever comes up with the best sounding solution, I'm going with, bro. But let's say both of you... Think we have the best yeah. best solution. We're trying both, bro. I can't... I'm not overpowering. I'm not I'm not yes. saying... I can try in it. I, because if I genuinely believe it, both of us are... If we both genuinely believe it, both of us are going to overpower. The only true reason that your partner would let you overpower their opinion is because they subconsciously believe in that you're right. But if this is a situation we've not both encountered, they know you have never encountered it before, masculinity, femininity, doesn't really matter at that moment. It's going to be about who believes they're right and you're probably going to stand on it, bro. I think, um, I think obviously, I believe in the saying, um, anticipation is everything. Mm-hmm. And I think, I, I wouldn't say, it's definitely not something to be abused, but I think in t- that type of situation needs to be talked about. Like, if this was... I have. I think I'm gonna have like I'm gonna write down like 200 questions. I'm gonna ask my, my girl before before I yeah, engage but the, her. Because, you you because can't I, interview. Huh? You can ask, but you can't interview. You, you know you need to ask it over time, bro. I th- like you can't sit there and be like, today what? Oh, maybe I think you can. You can. It depends on your partner, but oftentimes, bro, it, it's a dampener. It feels so shit. I, I think it's something that you need to go through, though. I've done it before, and like after a couple of dates, I felt like I knew too much no but generally like let's say you're about to get married oh mar- and married is different bro. and there's yeah, okay i wasn't yeah, talking about different. first date i'm reading yeah. a book no yeah. not even first <laughs> yeah, date like yeah. after a couple of dates yeah doing a whole interview it's like you understand a bit too much like you need to see the action instead of the words because after somebody said something they want to do what they said bro mm-hmm. after uh, the same way you say uh you want to date this person you're going to mentally force yourself, not mentally force yourself, but you're going to make it more likely. Like, when you write things down, you're more likely to do it. Mm-hmm. You, because you said it, you're going to do it. You're, you're more likely to do it. So it's not their actual behaviour. It's something that they've willed themselves to do. So make sure that it's their actions and not the interview. And by the way, by the way, this is something I've actually um, thought about. Mm-hmm. Before, I, I kind of want to go more into masculinity, but I want to ask this question. Mm-hmm. Do you believe in quarterly reviews in marriages? Quarterly reviews? <sighs> 
I feel I like kind of think it's hard. Quarterly is mad. I think it's hard. So, so, it, this is not business, but I do believe in reviews. But I don't think you call in a review. Bro, like, it's just a discussion. Like, in my family, we kind of do that. Like, we, every once in a while, randomly, we'll all come downstairs, we'll all be in the living room. And I made it a thing of, oh, Rachel, say what you don't like about dad. And say what one what he's doing wrong and what you feel like he could do better and what you do like about him because not everybody likes like not everybody can take criticism without positive mm-hmm. positivity. So I I say what do you love about your dad? What do you think he's doing wrong? Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. She says it. Dad's not allowed to talk while it's happening. He's allowed to make faces like you're naturally you can't stop somebody from their body language. But then he says, okay, that's what I'm doing wrong. This is the reasons why I'm doing it. This is the reasons why I should probably stop it and I get his wrong, etc. Thank you for what you said about me, etc. etc. Then he says his thing about her. Like we made it, I think, because the family was going in a unhealthy direction. And I felt like it's time to actually have communication and it's so important. To make it a quarterly thing, women don't like predictability. They you know, like spontaneity. Yeah. I, I think that's facts. However, mm-hmm. I do think um I think if you do it randomly, um, it's just not you're not being as consistent enough. No, but make it make it a consistent thing that happens randomly. Like something like going on a date randomly but consistently. Yeah, happens. You know, yeah, I I kind of yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. But um I think that in terms you should very much so regularly regularly. Reviews, like let's say let's say you yeah. let's say I told my wife, yeah, cool. Every March, every um what's June and every September and every December, mm-hmm. we're going to have an hour conversation on what exactly we both have en- have enjoyed about each other, what we both want each other to do, and what you've been doing wrong. I don't think there's. I don't like, think there's a problem. I just do think that. I think if you start, yeah, in terms of the um, attraction thing, yeah, it's different. It, it's different. I do. I I because even with, for example, sex, I review as soon as after. Like, as soon as we're doing aftercare, like, like he, I've done a lot in sex, and then we've now stepped back after the sex. We're all cooled down, no longer horny. Maybe, yeah. But anyway, so we're sitting down, in it, And we're talking about, like, oh, did you like when I've done this? Did you like when I... What didn't you like? Yeah. What could I have done better? Type of shit. Because there's no way you're going to get the best sex if you don't know what the other person like. And oftentimes, you can't all the time let things wait. Like, you can't say... We're going to talk about this in three months. No, no, of course not. Of course not. Of course not. If you have to talk about it, you have to talk about yeah. it. Yeah. But say, saying you're going to do it every three months, at least it's there. It also does give t- time for them to prepare and then they feel like, you feel like they're attacking you. Because if somebody came with <laughs> spreadsheets on what I'm doing wrong, I will feel attacked. <laughs> but it would move me to action. It though. wouldn't. Not I'm not a it person. Wouldn't. Not all people react. I, it wouldn't move me to. Action. I'm not. I'm not saying she. I feel so criticized. I feel unappreciated, bro. Like even if I set up the meeting, I feel unappreciated. I feel like Say so, bro. You need to. You need to have. It needs to be. I'm a very much. If I say. If I do something, I prefer you to say in the moment. Maybe, and and I prefer you to say ASAP. I don't want you to wait for a meeting. To, for it. I don't. To no, set. I wouldn't say you have to wait for the meeting. Obviously, you but if if it's set up. A lot of people are gonna be like, you know, I'm just gonna. It's not that deep right now, especially men. You're gonna be like, it's not gonna. It's not that deep right now. I'm gonna do it later. I'm it's a safe space, though. It's a safe space for you to. I feel like you should be in a safe space consistently, bro. I agree. I agree. But... Even after, 
arguments are not a safe space. But after the argument, it should be a safe space. And I don't think you should wait for it, which a lot of people will do, wait for healing after it's become a pattern that yeah. you're going to heal yeah. during the three months. Yeah. Just make sure you do it consistently. But I don't think you should schedule it. You can say yearly, but three months is not a long I time. I think yearly's, uh, yearly is not often at all, bro. H- but, half but, a year. Every half a year. I say three months, bro. I say three months. It's like with everything in in life, even let's say your fitness. Okay, yeah. it's what it's how I'm doing. Yeah, but some things. Yeah, but thing, Career, the thing is with fitness, spirituality. Okay, cool. Yeah, but that's to, the thing with yeah. fitness, for example. Yeah, muscles can atrophy, but in terms of relationships, relationships can have cracks. They're more like buildings. There's foundations. There's the 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 roof. There's the building itself. There's what you see and then there's the things you can't see. Whereby muscles, is, it's pretty simple. We have science on it. We understand it. We don't really understand relationships and that's why 50% of marriages fail. Because yeah. if we had the answer, we would have the answer. But as I said, I, I, um, it would be, I don't know how to say this, but it would be unattractive. It, 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 would, it would. Yeah, to tell your wife, I want to have a meeting. Quarter, <laughs> but, but I think constant reflection. Over, Imagine doing that for... 10 years constant reflection and you actually take what you say do actually do the actions that they ask you to do that could create something it it would but I do feel like it doesn't need to be timed and when you give um, what do you call it a frequent schedule it kind of makes a person go into the mindset of this is what we're going to do in this situation so let's do like let's say a person is kind of wired to win I'm, I'm that type of person I'm a person who's wired to win if I hear that we're going to have a, a quarterly review. I'm going to go in. It's a court date. Yeah, <laughs> man. It's a court date. And same way when my when I was told when, in my apprenticeship that we're going to have um, every half a year, we're going to have a review. Now, every every time it's getting closer to that review, I'm behaving my best. And it's not the true me. But then after that, I can shake myself a little bit. Then when it gets closer to the review, etc. Given timely dates instead of random reviews, random spot checks, it can, it can, yeah, it can have the opposite effect. Okay, what about a situation like this? Let's say every Sunday, and it's not, I want to say systemized, but every Sunday you just go into bed just before you go to bed, yo, like, yeah, that's calm. I feel like weekly is normal though, because I, I quarterly is such a business thing. <laughs> like, that's like saying every tax year, let's look at our, actually, that's cool, that's cool, because you, your, your house should be a business at some certain yeah. extent, but. As I said, like, when it comes to relationships, you will want some type of spontaneity, bro. You don't want it to become boring and know that I'm going to have a, a meeting with my wife in next week. I must prepare my papers because she's going to win this time. Because, oh, no. you know, a lot of the time you will, it will feel adversarial. Like, it's not a mediation. There's no one to make sure you guys aren't arguing. You guys are sitting there trying to tell each other what you've done wrong and what you've done right. And a lot of people are not good at communicating what you've done right it's so much easier to criticize people than give them compliments mm-hmm. so your wife has now told you i love you but and then she's gone off it's gonna feel so adversarial yeah, i think it's, it's the way you communicate as well bro definitely way. but that's what i'm trying to say most people are not good at communicating i expect my wife to be good at communicating with me but really and truly the best communication often have often happens when there's a mediator that's counseling I agree. I'm going to get counselling to mitigate failure, bro. Yeah. And also, I'm going to get counselling before I have a child. 100%, bro. Yeah, man. 
because masculinity is demonstrated in your relationship and your being a parent. What do you think? Um, do you think young young men are struggling with their masculinity? Yeah, this generation of young men. And do you think? Uh, you well, know not this just this generation, but it's becoming an increasing issue as times became easier. I think it's. Um, I think so too. I think it's. I think it's because of fathers to a point. I think not yeah, even to a point. that's the ma- that's the main problem. Yeah, like bro, even absent fathers or literally. just fathers that may be there but not really there, yeah. not really present, not yeah. really wanting to give it back. I think it's um, mainly fathers. Yeah, and women taking on the father role as well. Yeah, um, there was a, even a, something about um, oh, do we have a problem of toxic masculinity or just the lack thereof? Uh, because a lot of people are only being solely raised by their mothers their teachers are mothers I mean uh, their teachers are women so they're only being taught what masculinity is through a woman's eye which is not what they are meant to internalise and actually act on this is how um, this is the easiest way to destroy a society and that's what I would like to say they've done with the black community mm-hmm. like one thing that a lot of scholars in terms of, of, of critical race theory etc discuss is um the destruction of the black family in especially the best example is america where they they started um imprisoning black men and taking them out of their jobs and illegalizing it for for black men to be unemployed they illegalized it for black men to be unemployed so when they saw a black man on walking on the streets at, at a certain point in time without a job they could arrest him and take him away from his home Therefore, now the son doesn't have a father. He doesn't have a, a male role model. Just causes so many issues. So masculinity is taught. And the lack thereof is due to the lack of fathers and their role models. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I do think there's... Um, I think it's a cycle. I think um, even even if you don't... Let's say you don't have a father. Mm-hmm. And you're a father to another guy. Obviously, it's <laughs> another guy. To your son. Yeah. <laughs> and... Um, you may be a shit father. Honestly, yeah. you may be a shit father. You may even, be a shit father. Even if you did have a dad and the dad is shit, in you, you've started reading the Wilson Chamber. Yeah, like, yeah. They, they briefly talked about fatherhood being reactive. Like mm-hmm. you've got, you, your main lesson from your, what your dad raised you is, I'm not going to do what my dad done. I'm going to do the opposite. And your dad probably thought the same about his mm-hmm, dad. Mm-hmm. So you're erasing your dad the way your, his grandpa raised him. So you're mm-hmm. going to end up with your son being your dad mm-hmm. or your granddad so it's just a cycle of each person is just raising reactively instead of pro- proactively and that's why I do think a lot of people need to seek therapy before they raise children mm-hmm. I think um, <sighs> masculinity is an interesting topic because like I think um, I don't think there's a set plan okay you have to do this to be masculine yeah but actually maybe to some degree yeah yeah, yeah. but um, I think I think, yeah, I think just a lot of, um, I think with the rise of um, women empowerment, which I think is is amazing, but I think it could have its um, drawbacks in terms of... um, I I, I think, in my opinion, it's more a problem of radical girl boss feminism. That's the problem instead of women empowerment. Because when when I use the phrase power, I'm genuinely a believer of, all people, regardless of gender, race, etc., deserve to have the same power. And in a society which is a patriarchy, it's kind of 
it is tilted towards men having more power. So I do believe women should have equal power. However, the way the power is used can be abused sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes people have bosses that are women, which are compensating for the lack of masculinity by being hyper-aggressive in the workplace mm-hmm. and this and Hello, it's Elijah, the Invoke Podcast. As you can see, this is part one of our podcast and this is when it can get a little bit interesting, a little bit interesting. Me and my guest Ruben really appreciate you guys coming onto the podcast and listening to our thoughts. This podcast is not about you agreeing with us, it's just about having thought-invoking conversations and sharing diverse perspectives. So thank you for listening and hope you have a nice day, man. Peace.